Father God, I enter your gate with praise and thanksgiving on this Mother's Day. I thank you, Lord, for the great privilege of being able to bring forth this word today. And I ask that as I decrease, that you increase and that your name be glorified and that those gathered here today, both physically and virtually, be blessed through the message that you are bringing forward today. In the mighty name of Jesus, let the church say, Amen. Amen. So let us begin by reading an account today that is found in Matthew chapter 15 and beginning at verse 2. And a little bit of history on the scribes and Pharisees, because here Jesus is talking to the scribes and Pharisees. So these are the two groups that were all about upholding the Jewish uh, uh, traditions and laws. And so they often found themselves clashing with Jesus over everything that he should or should not be doing based on said laws. So here, as we begin in verse 2, here they are questioning him yet again. And it says, Why do your disciples break the traditions of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat. Lord, oh, Lord, wow. Let not the building fall down. So now, notice, though, how he responds to them in verses 3 and 4. He answered them, and why do you break the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? For God commanded, honor your father and your mother, and whoever reviles father or mother must surely die. Notice that. Now, he could have, of all the commandments in the Bible, of all the commandments, he decided to lead with this one. This is the, the commandment that he decided to respond to these annoying traditional people who only wanted to talk about tradition. And that in itself should let us know God's view of mothers and fathers. So today, we will be honoring mothers and celebrating all mothers. And by all mothers, some of those also include extended mothers. So of course, we have the biological moms who birth the children. Then we have those spiritual mothers who guide us and direct us through the path and word of God. Then we have stepmothers, the ones who raise and care for children who are not biologically theirs. Then we got the big sisters and the aunties who have stepped up and served as role models, protectors, caregivers as needed. And then there are the godmothers. These are the ones who are committed to providing the spiritual needs of the children should the parents or the mother become unable or neglect to do so. Then, God bless them, there are those Mr. Moms. Those are the fathers, the grandfathers, other males who are the caregivers that may end up filling in the role of the mother should that become necessary. And let me tell you, I know some that do an amazing job of that. They may be 
providing spiritual, uh, uh, spiritual advice. They may be training the children. They may be caring for them physically, even emotionally. And they do a very good job. And then, of course, there is grandma. Come on. Praise God. Grandma is in her own place. Yes. So I shall be returning a little bit later to talk a little bit more about grandma. Come, on now. Come along with me, if you will, to Proverbs, the first chapter, and verse 8. Proverbs 1, 8. And there it says, Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not the teachings of your mother. All right. Hmm. <laughs> Praise God. Forsake not the teachings of your mother. Okay. Has your mother ever given you advice that maybe at the time you just didn't appreciate it? Maybe you didn't agree. Or maybe you just didn't want to hear it at that moment. You may have even just disregarded it or just ignored it altogether. And if that's the case, you are like many others, including me, who have been advised by their mother about love, life, godliness, the road to happiness. And then you listen to the parts that you liked, but you disregarded the parts that didn't line up with what you wanted to do at the time. Come on now. You know. I know. Ah. But then what happened later? Well, real life happened. And then it didn't matter what your opinion was, did it? It didn't matter what my opinion was. Because we had to face that truth that our mother had tried to tell us about. And now it was happening almost just like she said it would happen. Lord, help us. Thank you, God, only by your grace. By your grace, we are here today in one piece. Thank you, Lord. Now, let me just give you a small example of me not following the advice of my mom. Just a little teeny one. I was about seven, you know. So most people who know me, they know that I love chocolate. I love chocolate. It takes on a life of its own. Yes, I love it. So, of course, my mom knew this, too. So she comes, she calls me in. Come here, Shauna. And I went in. She said, listen. She said, Mama's going to take a little nap right now. She said, and I just want to let you know that there are these chocolates that are on the dresser. She said, do not eat those chocolates. And she said, now what did I say? You said don't eat the chocolate. I said, she said, okay. She said, all right, baby, go ahead. So I had good intentions. I did. I went on back to the living room and started watching whatever it was I was watching on TV. How many of you are familiar with the Schoolhouse Rock. Remember Saturday mornings the Schoolhouse Rock used to be on? One of my favorite ones was Conjunction Junction. What's your function? Eating the chocolates in mama's bedroom is what I heard. 
I couldn't hear the rest of it. I was trying so hard, though. I'm like, no, because, see, my mama didn't play. Remember them days when you got disciplined for real right away? Well, that was my mama. But then something came on, probably that Snap, Crackle, Pop, Rice Krispies commercial. Snap, Crackle, Pop, chocolates. And somehow I just found my little foolish feet outside mama's bedroom, peeping in. I needed to find out if she was in a deep enough sleep so I could go and investigate these chocolates because I just, just, you know, just wanted to see. And so sure enough, I saw that little blue box and then sticking out of that blue box was a foil. And sticking out of the foil was some of the chocolate. And you know how it has the little bars so you can just snap them off? So I know my mama. My mama does not miss much. So I was like, okay. So there are like one, two, three. So there's like two I'm missing. Okay. How can I work this out? Oh, man. I'm going to get a whooping. But maybe she won't see it. So... I went in there and I tried to count just the number. So I probably ate that three and then tore off two from the next row so that it would look like it did, you know, when she left it. Oh, man, see? I knew how to think. Smart girl. Okay. So I went on my merry way thinking, okay, I might be able to get away with this because... So I get back on in there and I start doing, playing nurse, whatever I was doing with my dials, making the tents in the living room and everything. And then my stomach, oh, my stomach, it just started to twist and turn. Whoa, that thing just wouldn't leave me alone. Next thing I knew, I was on the couch and I was in fetal position. Then I needed the bathroom. Whoa, I took my little self to that bathroom, but I just never seemed to be able to get out the bathroom. And when I finally did, I was like, Mama, Mama, my tummy, it hurts so bad, and I got to go to the... She said, did you eat the chocolates on the dresser? Oh, Mama, my tummy. I tried to avoid that. <laughs> so I think she figured I probably paid as I should have because you know what was in that? X-Lax, that's right. X-Lax, back, I don't even know if they still make that version of it. I know they still make X-Lax, but it's made like chocolate to make it more, you know, able to go down. I'm sure that wasn't even four kids, and I was about seven, and I had a whole row in two. Woo-hoo! I usually would have gotten into trouble because, like I said, mama didn't play. But I think she figured I learned my lesson. Learned my lesson that day. Yeah. So then, let's just kind of move along till I get to now my lower teen years, right? So once again, now I know everything at this point. I don't know how many of you know people that are 14, 15, 16. Did you know they know everything? Every, they don't need no parents. In, in fact, in their minds, they don't have any. There aren't any parents. So because I was just so knowledgeable, I went to my mother and I informed her that this boy that I liked and I were going to get married. And I let her know that she was going to sign for us since we weren't 18 yet. And his mother was definitely going to sign for him. 
Now, I didn't even know. <laughs> I didn't realize, but I could feel it. You ever feel the hairs on the back of your neck stand up? Mama didn't come for me like that. And I was like, oh, what does this mean? What is she on? What's happening here? So she said, oh, okay. So the two of you want to get married, huh? Okay. I said, yeah, yeah, we, we want to get married. She said, okay, let's, let's do a little forward uh, planning here. She said, now, where are you going to live? And don't say here, because that's, that's not going to happen. So where are you going to live? So I said, well, uh, we can live with his mother. I think she'll, she'll let us live with her. Oh, okay. All right, are you sure? You feel, you, you feel pretty sure about that? Well, I, I think so. She said, okay, all right. Well, let's say that's the case. I'm telling you, this really happened just like this. She said, all right, tell me about your day for one week. She said, day one. Then she pulls out a paper and a pencil because she's going to note it down for me so I can keep this in mind. We're planning ahead. So I said, um, uh, wake up, uh, bathe, eat breakfast, and work somewhere. She said, you 15. Where you going to work at? I said, um, I could babysit. And she said, Oh, okay, all right. She said, now where's he gonna work? And I said, uh, I don't know. And she said, all right. So she wrote something in there. I don't even know what she wrote in there. Then she said, okay. She said, so now what's gonna happen after work? We eat dinner? And I said, and I just, I just stopped because I was already starting to feel you know, really foolish. And she said, well, who's cooking? And I said, his mother. She said, really? You think so, huh? She said, that's interesting, so interesting. She said, all right, let's just leave that one. She said, so now what's next in the day? And I said, well, we can watch television until bedtime. So she says, wait a minute. And she puts down her pencil and says, what happened to all that stuff you've been saying about you're going to get your education? She said, you're still in high school. And I said, oh. So then she said, I tell you what, go and get a week of marriage planned out for me and then come back and talk to me. And I scurried my little self out there and I didn't come back because I couldn't do it. <laughs> I was already bored, tell you the truth, dang. A week is a long time, shoes. All right, well, so remember we said we were gonna go back to grandmothers, right? So let's talk about grandmothers now. Let us ponder grandmas for a moment. Through the eyes of Bill Withers in his musical tribute to his grandma. And this piece, as some of you may remember, is called Grandma's Hands. And I invite you to just look at some of the lyrics to this song. Thank you, Lord.
Grandma's hand. I can identify with that. <laughs> Jesus hand. 15-year-old girl going to get married. Wasn't that awesome? Now, before I touch on some really key points, look with me, if you will, because this is exactly what comes to my mind at Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 6. Proverbs 22, 6. And it says, train up a child. I'm reading from the ESV Bible. Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Yeah. Bill Withers is a grown man, but he decided to make a musical tribute to his grandma. But notice what kind of grandma he had. Grandma's hand clapped in church on Sunday morning. Starts off like that. And then notice what she does with the unwed mother. Takes her hand, her face in her hands and says, put yourself in Jesus' hands. How about that, huh? And then just to wrap it all up, he says, when I get to heaven, I'll look for grandma's hand. How about that, huh? Yes, hallelujah, Bill Withers. Yes. So, I dare say that the motherly advice that you never want to ignore is that of a God-fearing spiritual mother. That is the one you don't want to ignore. So I digress. When I was 15, after I was going to get married and I knew about life, my mom said, I got to do something about the way this child thinks. I don't have the tools because I was a teenage mother myself. And so she said, I don't really trust myself to know what I'm doing because you know how some people say they know that they know that they know? My mother knew that she knew that she did not know. She knew that. And she told me so. And she said, we are going to rely on God. She said, it may be hard for me sometimes because my no's going to be no and my yes is going to be yes. And sometimes that might be hard for me. She went to the elders in the church and she found out where they needed people to preach about the Lord. And she took me to South America and we did missionary work for four years. Lord, I cried for six months. <laughs> oh, you know, that was back in 1979. 
there were no washers and dryers in Bolivia at that time. And there was no running hot water in Bolivia at that time. <laughs> Look at my hands. Look at the, this raw. Look, the skin's coming off. Stupid thing, gotta hang up these clothes. And I'd be up there. <laughs> what is this? And oh, before we even left, my daddy was like, you taking my daughter where? He said, okay, Cassandra, what course in Cooley High School taught you Spanish? Huh? What are you doing? How are you going to take my baby somewhere you don't understand, she don't understand? But let me tell you, man, God blessed me so much, and he's been blessing me off of that sacrifice since that day. Oh, I can't even begin to tell you, but when I came back years later, I was a totally different person. Let me tell you, you know, Going to live amongst people who are different from you, that in itself is a real education because even their mental way of thinking is different. How they reason and how they view things is different. And we're all God's people. But how many of you know that in this country and in this world, we have trouble with diversity? We can't understand other people. That's stupid. That doesn't make any sense. Whoever does that? Well, the Lord took this little Cabrini Green 15-year-old girl, and he taught me something that will never leave me. And so when I came back, because education was a big deal to me, and we set up a correspondence course for me to be able to go through high school, but we didn't understand about third world countries with underdeveloped mailing systems. And so mom would just lock me in my room with books like Norman's Peel, The Power of Positive Thinking. I'd have to do book reports. She would lock me in there, but that was my high school education. That, reading the literature, preaching and teaching others, which really solidified my understanding of God. But when I got back, I met someone and married someone from a foreign country. And I'm just going to tell you straight away, if the Lord had not trained me the way he did, I would not have simply had the insight and the resources to know to just sit, watch, and listen. Because maybe there's something there that's different from the way that I understand it and I see it. And that marriage lasted for 34 years because of the Lord. Amen. The Lord blessed me with that. Amen. Today, the Lord gave me that education that I was worried about so that I was able to get educated and actually get a career out of that education. My mother said, daughter, the Lord is not going to forget the sacrifices you made and the time that you spent in his service. And guess what? He didn't. Even, that was 79, I came back in 83. Today, 
I am living and eating and feeding my family off of that sacrifice that the Lord is still blessing me for. It's a beautiful thing. Yes. And I thank God and I thank my mother for being that God-fearing woman. You see, a God-fearing spiritual mother, those are that mo those mothers that have that godly wisdom. They're not just advising you based on their experiences, their observations, wisdom from living life, and more importantly, the things that they've learned and seen, but they are advising you based on the direction coming from the Lord. Amen. The Lord didn't just get here. He created everything. Satan never rests. There are some things that we don't know. And we don't always have to find those things out the hard way. Right? And that's what the value is of those God-fearing mothers. Those praying. Those Bible reading. Purpose-seeking ones who have that close relationship with the Lord. Through her life of prayer, God reveals so many answers, so much wisdom in ways that may truly, really appear to be mysterious. Yes. And they are because they come from the Lord. Yes. How many times did your mother reach out to you just as you were about to do something really Amen. foolish? Amen. Oh, my goodness. And then... Just when you were at your lowest point, here come mama calling. Mm. Or just when you were wondering, how on earth am I going to get through this? And suddenly, mama calls. Yes. That's that protection, love, yes. grace, and mercy that God is giving you on behalf of the prayers yes. of your mother. Yes. She is living a prayer life based on the faith in God, and we have reaped those blessings from yes. that. Praise God. Remember how our anointed Pastor Maybell has preached to us about the key? He showed us through scripture that the key that opens the door is prayer. Amen. So the praying mother's advice mm. is likely to be revelation mm. and direction straight from the throne of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise God and thank you, Father. So, to all the mothers and the extended mothers here today, I leave you with this thought. The Lord himself, who created the family arrangement, who gave women the power and privilege to bring life into this world, who has provided instructions through his word for all mothers and extended mothers on how to love and care for those children has said that you are to be honored. And therefore, God, who is a God of confirmation, gave me this scripture to close with. Romans 8.31, Pastor, that you preached to us today. Romans 8.31. Confirmation. Yes. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, moms, who can be against us? Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord.